Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this song. Years of living in the desert Crying out, make way for one who's greater than me Now I'm here in prison Death is in my vision Is it true that you're really here? You say Blind men see And cripples stand to their feet Deaf men hear Receive good news and blessings All those who are not offended in me Many years of leading people to repentance Soon the kingdom really will come Now my time is ending Should I be expecting Someone else Or are you the one You say Blind men see And cripples stand to their feet Deaf men hear Dead are raised The poor receive good news And blessed Are those Stand to their feet Deaf men here Dead are raised The poor receive good news And blessed Are those who are not offended in me Blessed Are those who are not offended in me Blessed Are those who are not offended in me Blessed Listening to a live broadcast of the Looking Up program. My name is Sharissa, and I'm joined today in studio by the wonderful Danny. 
Danny, Danny. yes, I am back, back (laughs) from the wilderness. Ah, We look forward to hearing about all your wanderings. And also we have the wonderful Shell. The most most wonderful Shell. The most wonderful Shell. Producing us and putting together some wonderful sounds and song for you to enjoy this afternoon as well. Today the date is Wednesday the 31st of May. Can you believe it? We're already at the end of May. Unbelievable. We're about to start winter. We're about to start winter and we're about to be officially into the halfway mark of the year. Amazing. Halfway through 2023, the year has gone very fast. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But we're so glad that you're joining us this afternoon. And because it's a live program, we would love to hear from you if you have any comments or questions. Uh, this is a number that you can reach us on by text 04-888-17624. And I usually say triple eight, but today I'm saying it 888 because someone complained to me that, you know, they don't do that this way in their country. So I'm just saying it like this so everybody can get it. 04-888-17624. Now, Pastor Danny, we're so glad you're back, but what are we studying together today? Well, we're going to continue on this journey uh, that we were on before I went into the wilderness, and we're going to be looking at where we are in the stream of time, according to Bible prophecy, and each and every week we share the reality that we are spiraling ever so quickly to the sound of the trumpet, to the coming of Jesus. And so today we're going to take a look at some more uh, signs that Jesus and the rest of Scripture gives us to help us to know that we are almost there. It's so exciting. Jesus is about to come. I'm very excited. That is very exciting news. And it's truly the best news that there is, eh? It's the best. (laughs) That's the the best news. So we look forward to getting into that together with you. The labor pains have almost reached their (laughs) climax. Do you remember what that was all about? Yeah, that's... I do now. <laughs> I do, I do. So we look forward to that Bible study. you want to stay with us for this program. And in the meantime, just a reminder that you can follow up on all the past episodes. Uh, the ones that uh, we just had was a series on climate and the mm. Christian. So you might want to go back and check that out. Just go to the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au. Or get the app even better because when you're out of tower service and you have data, you can still hear the broadcast live without any interruptions. So, yes, go there, look up the Looking Up program, and you can listen to every previous episode as a podcast there. Um, Also, you can listen to all the other wonderful programs on Faith FM, and there's some great material on this channel. So, Tell your friends about it. I am. Almost as good as the Looking Up show. Almost. Almost. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Spread the word and tell everyone to tune in to this station. We're going to listen to a beautiful song now entitled Gethsemane, and I hope that you enjoy it.
Christie Music Collective, and you're listening to the Looking Up program. And uh, before we get into what we usually start talking about in this segment, you know, it's so good to have you back, Pastor Danny. We've missed you here on the program. You said you might want to share with us a few little updates about your life. Yeah, well, I've been, <laughs> I've been living. Um, Amen. <laughs> I've been alive the past three weeks. Yeah, in case our our friends haven't caught up, I was running a seminar. 
Did you, you guys did. mention that on the radio we the did, last three weeks? Oh, you did. Okay. So I was running a seminar for the Dora Creek Seventh-day Adventist Church, and we we're running it in Kurumbong, my hometown. Wow. So it only took me like two minutes to get to the destination of where <laughs> well, the seminar great. was being held. And so there was 20 programs over a three-week period. We had two programs each evening for nine evenings. Two. Two, yeah, with um, soup and buns in between and fruit. Wow. And the Dora Creek Church, if anyone's listening from the Dora Creek Seventh-day Adventist Church, they did a mighty work. They were just so united, so committed, um, and they were there for the whole time, by and large. You know, there were people that obviously couldn't come at different times, but by and large, they were all there, boots on the ground, and it was just so wonderful to see the church hard at work. And so I did a couple of other a couple of individual um, programs, messages on the last two Saturdays. And so we finished this last Saturday in church. So 20, 20 messages um, covering, you know, pretty much the entirety of the three angels' messages. And so it was good wow. to be able to talk to people face-to-face yeah. um, after not having done something like this since 2018, wow, five years ago, when so I did a wonderful. full series um, yeah, to a live audience. You I'm know. so excited to hear that and also to know that the church rallied together. It's so good they to did. hear a, a teamwork. You oh, know? I'm telling teamwork you. Teamwork to share the three angels' yeah. messages. That's wonderful. That is wonderful when the whole church gets together and they focus on that. And we had some lovely folk come from the community, which Excellent. was great. So we connected with them and we're going to continue to encourage them on their journey because it's mm-hmm. just the beginning. And so that was really exciting. So... I'm back in the saddle doing what I love to do and looking forward to, yeah, the next adventure. Oh, giddy up. <laughs> it's good to have you back in your saddle. <laughs> what else do you want to share with us? All right, I've got to share with you something from, I'm not sure if I was here on Mother's Day um, around that time. I don't think I was. I think the, the program had started. In fact, it had started mm-hmm. um, because I remember one of the Sunday nights was um, of the meetings was a Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day. Anyway, I got this sent to me from my sister who's listening. I'm sure she's listening right now because I told her I'm going to be sharing this. Um, so on Mother's Day, she she got this from her nine-year-old daughter, Shiloh. So I'm going to throw Shiloh under the bus. And um, this is, she, she got, she got um, a Mother's Day card from young Shiloh. Well, Shiloh wrote on behalf of her older sister, um, uh, Misha and her dad, so she was the one that was the the one that wrote in the card. Now, just to just to give you the backstory before I read the card, um, my my sister, their mum, uh, gave them twenty dollars each because there was like a little I don't know school kind of fate thing, you know, like you know to buy something for your mother, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't have that in my day. I don't know if that they, they had that at school in like your day. Anyway, to encourage the kids to think of their mothers, so yeah, they, yeah. you know, they had stuff out there for the kids to buy. So, mum gives her two daughters twenty bucks each mm-hmm. to go and buy something for Mother's Day, and so Shiloh came back, and this is what she wrote in the card after she had been on her spending spree. You ready for this? Ready. You ready for this, my friend Shell? This is this is the Gen Zers way to approach Mother's Day. Here we go. She writes, "Dear Mum, I hope you have a wonderful time getting all your presents." And then underneath she writes, "P.S. There wasn't any good things at the Mother's Day store." P.S. Again, but I did get myself some stuff. 
She spent the money on herself. Can you believe it? Is that it? what she wrote uh, in the card? I'm telling you, look. I can see. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yep. And then she laughs. And then she laughs. And then on the other side of the car, she's going, hee, 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 hee. A H with about 500 E's at the end of it. And um, But uh, to, to be fair to That's young. That's what you call seizing the moment. <laughs> seizing <laughs> an opportunity. <laughs> to be fair to Shiloh, she put $5 in the card. <laughs> And she made it clear to her mum that that was her $5 from her savings, um, not the $20 that her mum gave her. She spent that yeah. uh, by and large. And so <laughs> it wasn't from her sister or from dad. The five bucks was from her. So I guess that was a bit of a token gesture. But I just laughed. I thought, how cool is that? You know, That's there wasn't sweet. there wasn't anything to buy at the Mother's Day store, but I found something and I bought for myself. <laughs> I found things to buy for me. In fact, this is this is really cool. My sister was telling me as I was on the phone, as I was traveling here, um, she she actually found something. She found a Mother's Day pen at yeah. the school store. Yeah. And it said on the pen, Happy Mother's Day. Uh-huh. But she liked the pen so much, she's kept it for herself. <laughs> Can you believe it, Shell? <laughs> and her mum's like... It says Happy Mother's Day, and her sister, she's in year 10, she's like, it says Happy Mother's Day. You're not a mother. But she goes, I like the pen. I'm keeping it. <laughs> she oh, bought that. It. She Good bought on you, Shiloh. Go, Shiloh. So that was really, really cool. Anyway, so, yeah, that, that, that was really funny. That's so good. So there you go. Well, that's on a lighter note. Let's let's talk about the world coming to an end now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so what have you got for us, um, Sharissa? Well, I've got a little bit of a shout-out too. Oh, um, okay. Yep, go for so it. So Justin actually passed on uh, this this news article, well, news, yeah, news story from friends that are listening possibly now. So mm-hmm. a big shout-out to Pete and Michelle if you're listening. Um, but, yeah, this is very interesting. I'll just read to you the title of this article. It says, Insurance cut for gender-affirming care sends a, such, a sig- uh, such a negative signal. That's the title. And if you read the article itself, it tells you that medical insurers here in Australia are telling doctors that if they provide puberty blockers and for etc. for minors, they'll no longer cover them for insurance. Wow. That's a, that's a positive thing. And the reason why, for from a purely financial perspective, they have too much concern for our future lawsuits from those transitioned, if mm. you can keep reading the story. So isn't that amazing that the medical insurers have said, no, we're not going to um, support this, which I think is a very positive thing because, absolutely, you know, to think about making such a major life oh, change it's huge when it's your huge. brain you know the the brain so doesn't stop developing till you're like 25 mm. so i know that i was a different i thought differently myself you know about, last year when you were 25 that's right <laughs> between when i was 21 <laughs> to when i was yeah. 25 like you, your whole outlook yeah. on life matures and so this is a really positive thing that insurers will not support you know mm. kids making major choices like this that yeah. would change and but, possibly ruin them. Yeah, but they have to. They have to take that kind of stand. Otherwise, they're they're placing themselves in a situation where they have no idea how how that client of theirs will respond or how they will react. And so they're looking at things from a business point of view, um, in particular. And so they don't have any guarantees. So that yeah. just makes perfect sense from a business point of view. And also, you know, they. Insurers, they they do their best to try and eliminate the unknowns as much as possible. I mean, they'll have they'll have clauses and fine print there regarding 
you know, events that are out of the ordinary that they don't cover, that they don't insure for. So I'm not surprised. And actually the reason, I'm just reading a bit more, that what motivated the insurer's decision was monitoring the developments overseas as well as member feedback, a clinical area that comes with a level of risk that says the price, the difficult, that says it's a difficult too difficult to price. Yeah. yeah. Look, all I can say is um, I believe that Jesus is coming very soon, but if he was to delay his coming, one day when the history is written on this world and where we are now and sadly where it is continuing to go when it comes to the whole uh, gender movement mm. and the whole race movement, it's going to be a very, very dark chapter mm-hmm. or number of chapters in history of what we allowed as a society to take place and how far away from that which is not only common sense but that which is healthy and that which provides for prosperity for a society we moved away from. That's right. The Bible makes very clear that we were made in the image of God, male and female. We were made in his image. Absolutely. And uh, the more that these things are happening in society, the more the image of God is being effaced in Humanity and and, and so whose whose plan is to deface the image of God? There's only one person behind that. That's right, that's the devil. That's the devil and Satan. Exactly. Did you want to share something else from that? Uh, this is a different story. So do you want okay. to go? Well, on that, um, uh, shall shall make sure that we talked about this, and I was planning on talk about this, but um, in the United States, there they are. They are probably, I would say, the lead country when it comes to. Um, you know the whole the whole redefining gender mm-hmm. and gender norms in society, and so we're all just following them. Exactly, yeah. the rest of the West is is just following, but they're they're basically leading the charge. And they had a story that came out I don't know a few weeks ago now regarding Bud Light, a beer, yes, I where know. they had a, a transgender woman um, as their pinup and. Uh, the one promoting the beer, and there was backlash, huge backlash, and the company lost literally billions of dollars, mm. uh, billions of dollars as a result of um, that that advertising stunt, as as many as many called it. And so, uh, the latest one now is Target. Okay, we've got plenty of Target stores here. There are some two thousand. That 000, was on my list. That was on your list. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. So, there's about two thousand Target stores. Um, in the US, it's it's a huge retail chain, of course. And <laughs> according to this, um, according to this news report that I'm looking at right now, it has here the headline: Target sheds nine billion in market cap amid backlash over Pride collection. Mm. So they've got all their Pride gear. Pride month's coming up now in June. Is it? Um, it yep, is. yep. Oh, June is the month of Pride month, and just and just the term Pride. I know that we even celebrate it. We celebrate Pride, and yet this that is, is at the heart of what brought Lucifer that's right. down. That's right. We should pride. never celebrate Pride. You read Isaiah fourteen. Mm-hmm. It's crystal clear. Read Ezekiel twenty eight. Crystal clear. It mm. was pride that brought about his downfall. The Bible says pride comes before a fall. That's right. <laughs> pride comes before. Literally, the Bible says that. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So the enemy is literally leading our society to the precipice and over the precipice. Mm. And so there's been backlash. And it, and it says this, um, you know, I'll read a little bit of this. This is very, very disturbing. It says, Target lost billions in market value for cons- after conservatives called to boycott the retail giant, whose 2023 Pride collection featured a tuck-friendly swimsuit to obs- 
and I won't read the rest, and other items designed by a brand that specializes in Satanist-inspired merchandise. Did you know that? Where did you get that from? I got that, um, I got that from this um, article, but there was, there was an interesting... Uh, it says the word Satanist? Yeah. Let, let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. This is from the company that produces this satanic gear that the Pride um, Collection from Target, have taken on board. They're called Abpralenuk. Abpralenuk. I'm not exactly how. It's A-B-P-R-A-L-L-E-N-U-K. Okay? And this is what they say in their tweet. This is a tweet from the company. Satan loves you and respects who you are. You're important and valuable in this world and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. LGBT plus people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. So fine. We'll hang with Satan instead. This is this is from their official um, Twitter uh, source from the company. Satanists wow. don't actually believe in Satan. He is merely used as a symbol of passion, pride, and liberty. He means to you what you need him to mean. So for me, Satan is hope, compassion, equality, and love. So naturally, Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBT plus people. I went with a variation of this design that's mentioned here, a deity who themselves is a mixture of genders, beings, ideas, and existences. And they reject binary stereotypes and expectations. And away it goes. This was a Twitter tweet tweet from this company, Mm -hmm. this company that I can't even pronounce its name, um, (laughs) that that specialises... In um, satanic gear and Target have taken this company on board and are utilizing their products in their pride merchandise. Mm. And so this has got out there. Shell is nodding her head, so she's in agreement. Um, she's she's seen it. It, it says incredible. here. It says here. It says here. Satan. This is from the article. Um, this this company. That is, that designs brands that specialize in Satanist inspired merchandise. That's what it says. Um, and so Target has lost nine billion dollars in market value. Its share price has dropped twelve percent. Just and, because uh, of they've embraced this. Absolutely. Brand. Absolutely. So it's mm. um yeah it's 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 just it's just terrific. Shell wants to add something. Yeah, go for a so shell. They, they hired him to make some new totes. For Target, right? Um, for Pride Month, and Target sales have plummeted, mm. but his Etsy store, the Satanist that they've hired, he's he's had to close it down because he's got way too many orders that he can't fill. Uh, you know, so his wow. his store is just going crazy with his supporters. Oh. But, um, yeah. Where have I been? Wow, yeah. it's all just. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, so you've got you've got the LGBT community who are now angry with Target because Target have now taken their pride gear and they've put it in the back yeah, of the store rather the than the front of the store. And now they're cranky with Target and saying... they downsized their displays. That's right. And so they're saying, you're uh, giving in to these Christian conservatives. Well, look, let's listen to this song. <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to something uplifting. <laughs> I live for you. This is for coming God. soon. Hallelujah. <laughs> Enjoy. Lost and 
You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. program live on a Wednesday the 31st of May 2023 and at this point we're just going to do a little advertisement here mm-hmm. for today's wonderful giveaway. It's a little book by Willie Ramos entitled Forgiven. It's really cleverly titled actually. It's the number 4 GVN, Forgiven. Uh, the powerful testimony of ghetto preacher Willie mm, Ramos. I've powerful. heard I haven't heard his testimony, but I have heard that it's a powerful testimony. Um, basically he's capturing the hearts of youth everywhere. They call him the ghetto preacher. I was there when my homeboy Roland Martinez killed a dude named Manny. I could I could have called the police. I didn't. I could have stopped him. Why didn't I? Maybe it was my loyalty to the mean streets or my fidelity to our street gang. If you want to hear more about this story this is just a little teaser right here uh you need to get this book and today we have five copies that are going to be given to the first five people who text in today's code word which we will let you know what it is just a little bit later in the program but until then keep this number close by you for the code word and also for any comments or questions you have about today's program zero four eight 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 one seven six two four Absolutely. We want to hear from you folks. So please send in your questions and comments and any prayer requests and anybody out there wanting Bible studies to prepare for the soon return of Jesus. Please let us know. But yeah, we'd love to hear your comments. 
Now, Sharissa, we were talking about Target um, mm-hmm. before we went to the break. I mean, I'm still in recovery for that. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. That's no. what my sister tells me all the time. You can't. And you literally, if I would have, if you would have shared with me that this would be happening in our society, say 20 years ago, you would have shared this with me. I would have laughed you out of town. Yeah, I would have laughed you out of town. This was interesting. We talked about Bud Light earlier. This was, um, you know, a beer company. I mentioned that. But check this out. This is from um, CNN News, and this just tells you what a hit they received um, when they decided to go down this road. Um, May 13, uh, the week ending May 13, their their sales plummeted 28.4%. Mm-hmm. The previous week their sales for their beer and their merchandise, okay, Bud Light, everything that they produce, tanked 27%. Wow. So this is telling us that that people, and this is not just beer drinkers, this is telling us that people right across the nation of the United States of America are saying enough is enough. Mm. And, um, and so this is telling us that Jesus is coming soon. We're going to be looking at this in more detail when we deal with uh, the Bible study on when the pendulum swings. And the Bible says the pendulum is going to swing mm-hmm. really hard to the other side. So the enemy has set things up. <clears throat> this has been going on for over 200 years since the French Revolution, mm-hmm. and it's been swinging further and further and further and further to the left until... It's going to swing really hard the other way, according to Bible prophecy. Amen. I mean, not amen, but like... Well, amen as in that'll bring about the coming of Jesus. That's right. That'll bring about the coming of Jesus. (laughs) So, um, so, folk, we are seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes. Now, we're going to talk about this um, and how, like, all the things we're talking about... You've got a lot to talk about, All the things that we're talking about are literally connected with Bible prophecy and this pendulum swing. Every single thing. It's like the enemy is attacking everything that Mm -hmm. is family-oriented. Anything that God made. This is a godless society Mm -hmm. that the enemy has set up in order to bring about the final showdown when the pendulum swings the other way. This is all deliberate. Mm. This is not... By accident, this is all a deliberate ploy and tactic because we know you push someone hard enough in the corner, they're going to come out swinging. We know that. That's just how it happens. Um, You poke the bear enough and soon the bear's going to wake up and it's going to come after you. That's right. So this was interesting. This is from the UK. So Sky News UK. And this was the headline, Christian Curriculum Using Textbooks That Deny Climate Change and Say (laughs) Evolution Is Impossible. Well, did you know that that's what these um, Christian textbooks in Christian schools are teaching? Let me read a little here. This is this was from May 28, just a couple of days ago. Christian curriculum using oh no, I read that a Christian curriculum used at least eleven. Sorry, a Christian curriculum used by at least eleven schools rubbishes the theory of evolution and denies climate change. Researchers say it could make students susceptible to believing conspiracy theories and mm. not trusting vaccines. And former pupils say learning was cult-like and held them back. Huh. So this school here is using the ACE program, which is, stands for the Accelerated Christian Education Curriculum. It's being taught by Christian schools, as Christian schools have taught for decades, and now they are being taken to task and there are movements in place in the UK, and you're going to share with us of what's sort of happening closer to home, where where politicians are saying this is not 
this is not appropriate. We should not allow Christian schools to teach kids that evolution is a lie mm. and that you know climate change is not true and so on and so forth. Um, in fact, like this, this program has been used, uh, produced by the United States. Um, it's, it's a program that originated in Texas, in Texas, in 1970. Okay, mm. so 50 plus years they've been using it, and um, and let me just share with you a little from the. <laughs> this is what the this is what the textbook shares on evolution. This is this is like a direct excerpt from from the textbook. It says. Did you know, evolutionists suppose that the elements found in nature were randomly placed together to form the basic building blocks that formed more complex living organisms. British astronomer Sir Fred Hoyle said, the chance that higher life forms might have emerged through evolutionary processes is comparable with the chance that a tornado sweeping through a junkyard might assemble a Boeing 747 from the material therein. Hmm. In other words... The probability, probability is next to impossible. That's in the textbook. And Christians believe that. Wow. And um, so it's interesting how, how, how this is now getting to the point where governments, and we're going to deal with what the government's doing here in Australia in connection with one of the Catholic hospitals in our nation's capital in just a little bit. But it's just showing how the government is looking to involve itself in Christian education. And we have the Australian Law Reform Commission that is currently investigating whether Christian schools or faith-based schools, not just Christian schools, but whether faith-based schools are able to continue to hire staff in accordance with their faith and teach in harmony with their faith. Mm -hmm. So they're debating whether... Whether they can have freedom whether they can have freedom of faith, mm -hmm. freedom of religion, whether they can teach according to the dictates of their faith and conscience. So we are there. Amazing, amazing. So what are we going to share well, on the I, homeschooling? I actually don't have an article. It's just a conversation that was relayed to me about um, homeschooling because, of course, some parents uh, watching these things take place in our school systems and seeing the pressures that are being placed on them by governments to adhere to, you mm. know, these curriculum um, themes. And so, you know, they think, oh, we want to homeschool our kids. And then someone was saying that, well, there may come a point where the government may even ban homeschooling. And that mm. would really <laughs> put new pressures on kids and, and parents and families. Absolutely. Well, that there's a huge push. Mm. Anything that is faith-based, there's a huge push from the left to destroy it. And you know who's it. behind it all? It's we the do. devil. It's, it's the, the devil. devil who's behind it and he's pushing the pendulum mm -hmm. further and further to the left and awaiting for that lucker band to fling to the other side harder than we can even begin to imagine. It's no wonder because whenever that pendulum swings, it's going to overtake the world like an overwhelming surprise. It will. It will. And the Bible the Bible tells us that. The Bible mm -hmm. tells us it's, it's going to come. Um, Those are prophetic words. They are. They are. They are. It will come in that way and it will happen very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Very, very quickly. Now let's talk about... Um, What's happening here in Australia? I don't know if you've heard, but it hasn't really been in the news all that much. Um, so some of our folk may not be aware of this. But in Canberra, there's a hospital called Calvary. I have heard Okay, that. now the Calvary Hospital is a Catholic-run hospital uh -huh. funded by the government. So it's a public hospital that's run by the Catholic Church and, um, yeah, funded by the government. It's yeah. been in operation for about 44 years. Mm -hmm. 
the ACT government tried to find a way to bring the hospital and its ethos and its practices in harmony with the ACT government led by Labor and the Greens was heading. However, the hospital was not willing to to go along with you know the narrative that the ACT government was looking to put forward. And so they couldn't reach a compromise. Mm-hmm. They couldn't reach any decision on, on how they were going to try and work together. So guess what? the ACT government have done. They took over the hospital. They're about to do that. Unprecedented. You can't just go taking over a hospital. No. Okay, you can't do that. So what do you do? So they have brought in legislation. Check this out. <laughs> they have drafted up legislation. Let me let, let, let me get the right wording here. They have drafted up controversial plans to take over the Catholic-owned Calvary Public Hospital. It says here... The government said today it would allocate more than $1 billion towards a new hospital in Bruce at the existing Calvary site and construction would start as early as 2025. So the new legislation that they have put in place, and I understand that today they're supposed to be voting on that legislation. Wow. In the you know, ACT government. Um, this, is, this is what um, the let, – let, let me just find this here. Where is it here? Um, this one here. Okay. This will give us the information. This was a headline from Catholic Voice. Okay. Um, enough is enough was the headline. And this is, I'll just read this for you. And this is enough. Okay. Listen to this, Sharissa. Mm-hmm. Calvary Hospital began operating in 1979, invited by the Commonwealth Government, okay, to do so in 1971. So they put out the invitation. It has operated for 44 years and has 76 years left on its 120-year lease. So it's got a lease of 120 years. The ACT government will pass legislation in order to compulsory acquire both the buildings and land of Calvary Hospital. They aim to build a new public hospital estimated to be $1 billion. And he goes on. This is from you know the Catholic Voice. This is their statement that have put out in a petition, Save Calvary Hospital. Wow. It goes on. The ACT government, um, well, no, they say this is madness. And they say consider three things. Nobody should be dispossessed of their land and property without consultation. The (laughs) ACT government is doing exactly this, contravening lawful property rights. So when you can't do it the lawful way, what do you do? You draft up legislation that enables you to do it. Sounds just like what happened in the book of Daniel. Like in the book of, exactly, yeah, to to get Daniel thrown out. Yeah. Put him in the lion's den. We can't find a way because he's he's squeaky clean. He doesn't, he's not corrupt like the rest. And so the only way we can find anything against Daniel is to do something against the God that he worships. Mm, Same deal. This is, this is Soviet style, you know, takeover. Mm -hmm. This is what happened in Soviet times when the Soviet government took over the institutions run by faith groups, especially churches. Let, let me keep reading. It says, why would the ACT government run a second hospital when it is incompetent at running its current hospital? Read the 2019 Independent Review. And it goes on. This is the really important point here, and especially for Seventh-day Adventists. We ought to be really taking note, and I'm sure they are. Who is next? What other faith groups, welfare agencies, educational institutions, and community organizations are in the ACT government gun? When will the trigger be pulled? The ACT Standing Committee Health Report 
of April 10, 2023, notes that neither the Canberra Public Hospital or Calvary Public Hospital perform abortions except in exceptional circumstances. Yet the report accuses Calvary of restricting medical services in mm. commas due to okay in commas again due to an overriding religious ethos. Wow. And so the issue here really is that the Calvary Hospital, who are not in favor of abortion and not in favor of euthanasia, are not willing to toe the line. Amazing. So we've got the Seventh Day Adventist Hospital mm-hmm. in. Warunga. Yeah, I was born there. You were born there. There you go. What's to say that the New South Wales government can't take it over? Can't take it over because the hospital doesn't want to follow the dictates of the government when it comes to what they <sighs> practice and what they share and how they conduct their business. Amazing. What about the schools? Schools. Schools could be taken next. over. Hospitals taken over. Care. Aged care. care. The devil is the after our the freedoms. Limits. <laughs> this this is an unprecedented event, and our prime minister. Our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, when he was asked about this, because the Catholics have a lot of sway in Australia. Mm -hmm. They're a very powerful group here in Australia. They've got a lot of power in politics. Mm -hmm. When he was asked, what do you think? He said, I think it's a good idea. What? I think it's a good idea. I'm telling you, my friend, this is unprecedented. This only happens in Mm. places that are run by communist systems, by Soviet-style systems. This does not happen in Australia. Amazing. Well, this, it's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. It's happening. So we've got to really pray for this hospital. You know, we've got to really, really pray for this, that this doesn't happen. But We need hope for humanity oh, right now. Have mercy. I'm all let's, worked up. I need I a break. We I need, need a break. Hit. Let's have a song so we can calm down <laughs> and continue our Bible study after this. Oh, 
That was Anna Rea bringing you hope for humanity. And this is the Looking Up program. We're continuing. Pastor Danny's been on a roll. He's been away. And so he's just so bursting making, with, making up for with lost things time. to tell us uh, that we should be paying attention to as, as we look at the Bible and look at what's happening in our world. Again, I want to put a little plug in here for today's giveaway, a little book called Forgiven. It's the powerful testimony of a ghetto preacher, uh, Willie Ramos, and it's by Willie Ramos. It's his testimony. And, oh, look, he grew up on the streets of Miami. He was known as a gangster, a thief, and a drunk. He was homeless, sometimes suicidal. He was always ready for a fight. After that Friday, Willie waited in a jail cell charged with murder. Today, Willie is charged up with a burning desire mm. to share God's message of love and forgiveness to people who haven't been given much hope. His non-traditional, in-your-face type of preaching is reaching people where others don't even dare to speak. How can a man change that much? Step into Willie's shoes and see what God can do. Listen to this ghetto preacher as he presents the truth of unconditional love of Jesus to a new generation of believers in baggy pants. Ha, sounds like wow. a book. I'd love to actually wow. get this, but this is for Powerful you. Powerful testimony. This is Powerful for our testimony. listeners. And uh, today we've got five copies. So we're going to give the code mm. word away right, right now. Right now, right now. Right now. So this is, this is for you. If you've been listening, just text the word LU23TARGET. No spaces, just the letters L-U, the numbers 2-3, and the word target, T-A-R-G-E-T, L-U-2-3, target, to this number, 04-888-17624. That's 04-888-17624. Mm, wow, there we go. There we go. And actually, sorry, Pastor Danny, just a couple of things it. we've go heard from uh, some listeners. Praise the Lord. We've got two, <laughs> at least. Uh, it's good to hear from and you. Shiloh. Shiloh, and Shiloh. Shiloh was, Shiloh listening. was listening. She just arrived home from school and her mum had the radio on when I was telling the story about <laughs> her wonderful Mother's Day card. Oh, well. And she was like bawling her head off laughing. She was just like <laughs> typical Gen Zetta, typical Gen Zetta. That's so funny. I'm not even sure if she's a Gen Zetta. She might be like the alpha, you know, like after the Gen Z because you've run out of letters. So I think they're like the alpha generation. There you go. Well, she's nine to years old. Listening. So there uh, you go. Shiloh. And uh, along with Shiloh, we've got Leanne. She's been listening and she says, exactly couldn't agree uh, more with you both when we were talking about the word pride. And Trish, Trish says, dear Danny and Sharissa, thanks for your hard work sharing the gospel with us all. Your program is very uplifting. Blessings, Trish. Well, praise the Lord that that is how it is received. Because sometimes we, we, <laughs> as we're going through the news things, we feel bad that we have to share them. But it's exciting that we can share them within the context of the soon return of Jesus. Well, and that's that, what's called the looking up show. That, that is the best news ever. It's called the looking up show for a reason because Jesus said in Luke twenty one twenty eight, when you see these things come to pass, all the things that we talk about every week, he said, look, look up, up because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. So we call it the looking up show for a reason because we focus on the soon return of Jesus and we also encourage people that it's time now that we get serious about our walk with Jesus and we need to have a relationship with him, a daily walk with him. That's the only way that we're going to get through from this day all the way through to when the trumpet sounds. That's there's right. no other way. This world, as we know it, is going to come to an end. And it there's is. only one way out from this world to the next. And the answer is found in your Bible. Amen. It's Amen. Jesus. Basic instructions no, before leaving earth. Bible. I love it. <laughs> 
All right, Pastor Denny, what have you got? All right. Um, there's another pandemic on the way. No. <laughs> we did talk about this, but... Did you? We mentioned it, yeah. They okay. say, the WHO saying yeah. there's a worse, more deadly time yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Aren't okay, they so, the bearers of so, good news? So I'm glad you guys have already talked about it. Yeah, someone sent this through to me. Um, the headline was, yeah, the next pandemic even deadlier than COVID mm-hmm. is coming, warns who? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the subtitle was... Health officials have issued a worrying warning to the world, and now um, this is from them directly. It's not an exaggeration to say a disease X event is just around the corner. There you go, eh? Yeah. We are well, barely... we know what happens when such things happen, don't we? we We've do. seen it. We do. We have seen it. We have seen um, the measures that are taken. And speaking of that, speaking of that, I'm not sure if you guys mentioned this the last time, um, but this was an ABC News um, article from the 23rd of May. Mm-hmm. So in regards to the WHO, who has begun negotiations for a new pandemic treaty. Did you talk about that? No, we didn't. Okay. So the World Health Organization has begun negotiating with, uh, world, well, with the nations of this world, I guess through the United Nations, in order to come up with a new pandemic treaty, a first of its kind. Let me read to you here briefly. The World Health Organization is in the midst of negotiating a new way to deal with pandemics in the wake of the COVID-19 virus. The WHO has a target date of May 2024, which is a year from now, for a legally binding agreement to be adopted by the UN health agencies. 194 member countries. That's the whole world. Mm -hmm. A new pact is a priority for WHO. Chief Tedros, uh, and I can't pronounce his middle name or surname, Mm -hmm. who called it a generational commitment that we will not go back to the old cycle of panic and neglect. And so it goes on. It seeks to shore up the world's defences against new pathogens following the COVID-19 pandemic. And it goes on and speaks of that. So this treaty, this treaty will enable, and I'll just read it from the article here. What is this pandemic treaty all about? The new treaty is a global accord on pandemic prevention, preparedness and response to protect nations and communities from future pandemic emergencies. And it goes on and it talks about this. So so this is really interesting how, how we have more and more of a push to globalize issues, yes. be it be it um, climate change, be it climate change, be it now health and the World mm-hmm. Health Organization and um, and pandemic preparedness, uh, be it the economy, okay, and the central bank digital currency, which is being rolled out around the world. I had in my seminar that I just ran, I, in like two years ago in twenty twenty, I think it was like about twenty countries were, you know. In the fa- in testing phases of the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies, this year there's like over a hundred. It's like skyrocketed wow. since the pandemic. While every while everyone was watching the pandemic, while all eyes were on COVID, the central bank digital currency that was like taking off like lightning. And is it true that they're going to roll out this digital currency about two years from now in the US? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really up to speed with all of that. But um, I, I will. Said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I will share. I've got some statistics, some some info on that, and okay. we may get to that as we go along. So that's that's really really interesting. Anyway, so this is all part of Bible prophecy. Um, we've also got our mate Ron DeSantis, who has put his head in the ring, Sharissa. 
Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Tell me, I've missed that. <laughs> uh, Ron DeSantis. He's the he's the the famous governor of Florida, and I knew that he was going to put his head in the ring um, for the presidency of the United States of America. How did I know that? Because not so long ago, he put out this book. This was launched. Um, yeah, this was launched a, a little while ago, a few months ago. He put out a book um, entitled "The Courage to Be Free." Florida's Blueprint for America's Revival by Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. The Courage to be Free, Florida's Blueprint for America's Revival. And just the other day, about a week or so ago, mm-hmm. somewhere there, he, he officially announced on Twitter that, um, yeah, he was going to be running for president. So he's a Republican. And so he's put his head in the ring, and so let's he's going to be up again. He's going to be, that's going to be pretty full on. He's going to be up against Donald Trump and a number of others. So Donald Trump is obviously the front runner yeah. at the moment, but Ron DeSantis is in second place. And so it's still a long way before the election next November, but wow. they will be They'll picking be the, and all uh, kinds of things the, the, the GOP or the Republican Party will be picking their. Um, their nominee yep. that will go up against uh, Biden, I think next year in about June or July, somewhere there, June or July. So in about 12 months' time, they will be officially picking it. So there's a runoff and they've got, you know, they've got their primaries and they've got all their... I mean, it's a big... I'm telling you, America does not have an election cycle. <laughs> Their country is an election cycle. <laughs> I mean, literally, the you know, one election ends and they start planning for the next one. Whereas here... You know, the election, you know, the election cycle goes for about four weeks before the election. The prime minister announces when the election is going to happen. Four weeks later, we have the election. The results usually happen on Saturday night and Sunday, everyone's back to the beach, barbecues, work, whatever. And we get on with our lives. Mm. That is Australia. Mm -hmm. America is like the complete opposite. Anyway, so what's interesting about Ron DeSantis is that he he is the one that is most known for this war on woke. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he went to war against the 800-pound gorilla called Disney. He did? In Florida. Yeah, he went to war against Disney. The Americans referred to it as the war against the 800-pound gorilla. I mean, Disney is just huge in Florida. It's the biggest you know, employer, and it's huge. It's, I mean, it's like it's, it's got its own laws. It literally, it runs its own show. It's a law unto itself, and that's not an exaggeration. It's a law unto itself. And, um, and because Disney's very woke and very left-leaning, DeSantis has clamped down on them, so he's gone to war against Disney. And so he's well-known for his war on woke, and he's well-known for, for his stand of putting this woke agenda, be it gender ideology, be it race ideology, putting it to bed once and for all. He refers to this as as his commitment to place this in the dustbin of history. Huh. And I'm using his language. Wow. So he's talking about a complete change, a complete pendulum, pendulum swing, swing. Away from where we are. Mm. So whether whether he whether he gets up um, and becomes the Republican nominee or not, time will tell. Um, so interesting. But it is interesting just to see where things are going. So, but we can clearly see there is more and more of a push against what we are seeing. That's impacting families. That's impacting individuals. That's impacting you know, uh, Christian and faith-based churches, schools, um, organisations, as well as the public school system. I mean, 
what we are seeing going on in the world now is impacting people in all sectors. In every way. And as soon as you start touching the children, as soon as you start putting your finger on the children, then the parents are going to rise up and they're going to let you know. And that is what's happening right now. Mm. Well, you've got all of that happening and then you've got this climate change agenda that continues to march on. And uh, it's interesting too, climate change is exacerbating inflation worldwide. According to the news article that what? I have here, that's what okay. they say, e and News, Scientific American, mm-hmm. rising temperatures could increase global inflation by as much as 1% every year until 2035. Wow. That's what the, um, the research is saying. And it's a trend expected to continue around the world as the world heats up. That's what well, the say. world is heating up. Oh. It's more than just the climate. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really heating up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing, hey? It is, it is. Well, folk, um, yeah, there's a whole heap more, but we'll leave it there as far as our um, articles are concerned and what's happening. A lot, look, a lot of this is literally tapping into where our Bible study is. Mm. Well, so, I can't wait to get so, into that so Bible basically, study. so we've got um, so we've got a couple of sessions. If I if I see correctly, we've got a couple of sessions left for. So we've got about thirty minutes for our Bible study. And just a reminder, we're going to continue looking at at some of these things that we've been looking at. We're looking at this world on the brink and where we are and how close we are to the coming of Jesus. All right. <laughs> so we're going to be dealing with that after after the break. So okay. um, And maybe we can answer. We've got a listener who sent in a question. Oh, what is it? Um, so we might have to answer it after this break, but uh, it's from John in Queensland, and he says, is there anything anywhere that might indicate if any of the fallen angels woke up to Satan's de- deceptions and tried or even asked God to return to him. So we'll maybe tackle that right after this wonderful song from Chris Rice, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. I love this hymn. Enjoy. When I survey the wondrous cross On which the Prince of Glory My richest gain I count but loss And pour contempt on all my pride When I survey, when I survey the wondrous cross Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast Save in the death of Christ my God All the vain things that charm me most I sacrifice them to His blood When I survey, when I survey the wondrous cross See from his head, his hands, his feet Sorrow and love flow mingled down Did there such love and sorrow meet Or thorns compose so rich a crown 
I survey, when I survey the wondrous cross, where the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small, love so amazing, so. My soul, my life, my all. When I survey, when I survey the wondrous cross. When I survey, when I survey the wondrous cross. When I survey, when I survey the wondrous cross. When I survey. Survey the wondrous cross. When I survey, when I survey the wondrous cross. When I survey, when I survey the wondrous cross. And that was a beautiful rendition of one of my favorite hymns, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross by Chris Rice. And I've noticed we have had a couple of takers for today's giveaway. I, I'm not sure if they're all gone yet, so I'm just going to give one more plug for our giveaway today. This powerful testimony of a ghetto preacher named Willie Ramos, a book entitled Forgiven, and he wrote it himself. It's his testimony on paper. If you're interested in hearing how God can transform the life of a man who is even charged with murder wow. in prison, on the streets, homeless, suicidal, a gangster, a thief, a drunk, if you're interested how God can work in somebody's life like this and transform them, then you will want to be texting in today's code word so that you can be in the running for today's uh, special. Prize. The code word is LU23TARGET. The letters LU, the number 23, and the word TARGET all together, no spaces. LU23TARGET and text that to 04888 Fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Sharissa. Um, there was a question. That came through? Yes, and the question again, uh, this is from John, who's joining us from Queensland. Good to have you listening, John. He says, is there anything anywhere that might indicate if any of the fallen angels woke up to Satan's deceptions and tried or even asked God to return to him? Okay, we don't have anything um, explicit in Scripture um, regarding that. However, having said that, however, the Bible says God is long-suffering. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's right. And are the all the angels? Absolutely. And so the Bible is clear that God would have forgiven. He would have forgiven Lucifer if he repented and turned back. He would have forgiven each and every one of his angels if they would have turned back and um, and come back to God. And I personally believe that many of them did. Yeah. I believe that God um, and his angels that were loyal to him continue to be loyal to him. Um, counseled mm. uh, with with those with, with the angels that um, bought into Lucifer's lies, and uh, I believe many of them did come back. We don't have anything explicit from Scripture. We have uh, the Scripture in Revelation twelve that one third yeah. of the angels um, chose to follow Lucifer, who became Satan and the devil. Um, whether there were more than a third, we don't know, but I believe there probably were because we know that. 
when God when God um, seeks to win people back through his love, we know that there are those who respond. That's right. Um, and certainly I agree with you. And the whether that, that angels, that demons, because that's what a fallen yeah. angel is, a demon, yeah. that demons have felt regret or at least will acknowledge that they have been wrong in their oh, personal choice is very clear in Scripture. That's very clear. Um, I'm thinking of one verse here, Philippians 2.10. Yeah, that's the one At I the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and, un- and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess, verse 11, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So... Yes, yeah, I indeed. agree with you. There's nothing explicit, but that they will regret and that they do regret. They do, and um, and and praise the Lord. There would have been some, and I'm looking forward to connecting with some of those Won't angels that, an that originally chose Lucifer, but then they were pers- persuaded by the love of God and through you know his reasoning and so forth to come back to the side of God. And mm. it'd be wonderful to hear their testimony. Absolutely. And praise the Lord for that. Well, um, yeah. yeah, and we didn't even mention the Melbourne earthquake. Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> the Melbourne earthquake. Our so. own continent is shaking. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the biggest quake they've had in Melbourne, um, not far from you know where I was born in that part of the world, uh, in 120 years, according to the reports that I read. So everything is shaking. So Melbourne, you know, one minute, you know, the most livable city in the world, you know, seven years running, and then the most locked down city in the world, now the most shaky city in Australia. (laughs) In many ways. In many ways, anyway. (laughs) All right, so let's take a look at um, what the Bible has to say on some of these things that we've been looking at as we are nearing the end of our section here, A World on the Brink. Mm -hmm. Now, let me just run these by you quickly. Twelve in rapid fire points telling us that Jesus' coming is just around the corner. Mm -hmm. The abandonment of truth the downward spiral of morality, an increase in political tension and instability, growing divisions, polarizations, protests and civil unrest in society, economic uncertainty, instability and inequality, the challenge or the great danger, I should say, of technology, surveillance and security, environmental degradation, more frequent and devastating natural disasters, an increase in disease, death and destruction, religious and spiritual confusion, deception and the growth of satanic spiritualism. Number 11, a pandemic of fear and anxiety of what's to come. And number 12, a growing call for world peace and safety. That's all happening right now, my dear. Wow. All happening right now as we speak. Amazing. So this is telling us that Jesus is coming soon. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to plunge into a couple more of these. And then next week, we're going to take a look at the pendulum swinging, what the Bible has to say, what history has to say. That's going to be huge, huge, huge. (laughs) It doesn't get huger than that. (laughs) All right. So do you want to pray for us, Charissa? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we're thankful that we have the freedom and the privilege to study the Bible together. We invite the Holy Spirit to teach us as we study with our listeners, and we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, so I know you guys have been um, uh, looking at uh, the climate and Christian. That's right. So you've been looking at that over the last um, couple of weeks while I've been away, so that's wonderful. So um, we'll skip over what I had to share in that space because you probably already have shared it. And so what we want to take a look at is we want to take a look at where we are now when it comes to the religious world, because this is going to play the primary role. Spiritualism is going to play the primary role 
at the end of time. Okay. So let's take a look at some scriptures. So have you got your Bible there, my friend? Got it. Okay, I hope, I hope and pray that our listeners that are not driving have got their Bibles. You'll want to open up and track with us these scriptures. So let's start off with the words of Jesus in Matthew 24. And if you want to read verse 4 and 5. So I'm opening there as we speak. So Matthew 24, 4 and 5. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Okay, so what's the very first thing that Jesus says to watch out for in this chapter dealing with the signs of his coming? Deception. Deception. Okay, twice that word deceive appears in the text. Okay, that's the very first thing that Jesus says. Drop down to verse 11, please. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Again, deception, deceive. And one final time, verse 24 and verse 25. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Wow. So who will possibly be deceived at the end? Even the elect. Even the elect. And notice, notice the... Notice the, the, the way that there is an escalation of deception. First, we begin with, you know, false Christs. Okay. A Christ is someone, as we've looked at, someone who is a Messiah. That word there is, is, is Messiah, um, anointed one, one who is a deliverer, one who says, I have the way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. And today there are many ways. There are many claiming that they have a way or that they are the way. Mm. Then we have false prophets. Who's a prophet? Someone who speaks on behalf of God. So these are those who are false, but they're claiming to speak on behalf of God. Is there a lot of confusion today? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we climax with false Christs and false prophets showing great signs and wonders. So we've got the supernatural in the mix. So not only deceiving words, but now we have deceiving signs. Mm. And this is all going to climax at the end of time. And so this is one passage here that tells us that spiritualism and a false religious revival will be front and center in the end times. Very important. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look at some, well, before that, let me share with you um, a definition from Strong's Concordance on the word deceive. Jesus used that word four times. Okay. This is what it means. To cause to stray, to lead astray, lead aside from the right way, to lead away from the truth, to lead into error, to be led aside <clears throat> to, to, to be led aside from the path of virtue and to be led into sin. And notice this. This is from Strong's Concordance as well. To sever or fall away from the truth. Mm. This is what that word entails. So, <coughs> excuse me, that's um, the Malenkov, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. So Jesus here is telling us that deception is going to be the main game at the end of time. And so let's take a look at a few scriptures. If we take a look at Revelation, so let's go to the Apocalypse. Actually, before then, before then, let's go to Second Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verses 9 to 12. So 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 9 to 12. 
The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous, unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm, so why will they be deceived? Because they loved error. They love lies. Rather than the truth. They did not love the truth. And they will be deceived with what? Strong delusion. Through strong delusions, signs and lying wonders. Mm. Signs and lying wonders. Do you remember the, the Jews, the religious leaders? And you can read about it in Matthew 16, if I remember correctly, verses 1 to 4. They asked Jesus for a sign. Mm-hmm. And you remember what Jesus said to them. When they ask for a miracle, they ask for a sign that you are the real deal. Do you want to read for us um, Matthew 16? And notice what Jesus says. This is just really insightful. Matthew 16, um, Jesus given a a number of signs. Um, He raised individuals from the dead up until this point, and they still were not convinced. And if you want to read Revelation 16, uh, verses 1 to 3, actually 1 to 4. Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came and testing him asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Mm, So what does Jesus call those who are seeking for signs and wonders for a demonstration of whether something is from God or not? A wicked and adulterous generation. A wicked and adulterous generation. Do we live in a time where people now are putting their faith and trust in their senses in what they see? Good connection there, Pastor Danny. Today, seeing is believing. That's what people say. People believe in their senses and they trust in their senses. In fact, Hollywood and Disney are saying you need to follow your heart. Yeah. If it feels good, according to Nike, just do it. So everything is based on feeling and not faith. Mm -hmm. And this... This is right at the very heart of the end time deception. Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness by the devil, the very first temptation, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Yep. You prove to me. Give me a sign. Create a miracle. Did Jesus need to do that? No. What had he heard 40 days prior at his baptism? You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Exactly. And so Satan here tempts Jesus like the religious leaders tempted Jesus, show us a sign from heaven, you perform a sign, you perform a miracle to prove that you are the Son of God, prove that the words that you heard from your Father are actually true about you. Mm. Jesus chose not to live by feelings or signs or miracles. He chose instead to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, and that is why he responded. Mm. Can you see Amazing. how we need to have a knowledge of and be and be completely embedded in the Word of God? Mm-hmm. There's no other way to get through. Absolutely. All right. So I don't know if you wanted to say anything more on that before we before we move into the apocalypse. There is one verse 
And I was just thinking about it. It says in Isaiah 8, verse 18, that we are... Let me read that to you real quickly. And just on the signs and wonders thing. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. I've actually... I wanted to preach on this one day, but I haven't had time to develop the thought. Now you've brought these thoughts. And what's amazing about this is we are for signs and wonders in the sense that when Jesus transforms our lives, mm. we are the signs and wonders mm. in the world. That's the, the ultimate sign and wonder. Yeah. Mm. We're a new creature, new creation in Christ. And that's mm. a miracle that only mm. God can do. Just like this testimony of Willie Ramos. That was the giveaway wow. today. Wow. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Wow. That is really, really powerful. Well, we've got, we've got more to look into mm-hmm. in the apocalypse. but Well, you're we- going to have to do it after this song from Watermark. You are my stronghold. Do you know this one? No, I'm not sure I do. Well, let's enjoy it. Lord, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear if you are near? Peace when there is war all around me, and even here inside me, I will have no fear.
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. You have questions you need answered? The popular question of the day segment has moved. Lyle Southwell will answer every Bible question you have on his new time spot Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Faith FM. During the afternoons with Shell program. So send your questions to info at faithfm.com.au or text us at 04 888 everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. <laughs> and we are we're just having some amazing Bible study happening mm. here. So, Pastor Danny, I hand it straight back to you. Wow, it's been it's been full on, and um, we've been looking at how Satan will seek to deceive the whole world, and the only way we can remain undeceived is to be in the B I B L E. Yes, that's what? the book for me. Yes, indeed. Basic <laughs> instructions before leaving Earth. Yeah, um, we need to be grounded in the Word, and anyone who is not grounded in the Word is a sitting duck for the enemy and his deceptions, which are going to be so powerful that Jesus said, "Even the very elect, even the very elect, and that is Christians, that is Bible believing Christians, can be deceived if." they are not grounded in the word. Mm. If they're not grounded, they will not be deceived because the elect, Jesus said, will be taken. When Jesus comes, they'll be taken with him. But if we take our eyes away from the word of God, Mm. 
if we do not base everything we believe in on the Word of God. Instead, we go with signs and wonders and our feelings and our emotions and what people think or say. Mm-hmm. We're going to be taken in hook, line, and sinker. So true. It reminds me of the the appeal story that Jesus finished with on his Sermon on the Mount with mm. the mm. you know the wise man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like each day, we're building a house. Absolutely, uh, we're building our lives on something. Mm. And the question is, what are you building your life on? Exactly. Is it on God's word? Is it on what God says and God's thoughts and God's feelings? That's the rock. That's the rock. Or is it on the shifting sands of culture and the society that's changing rapidly all mm. around us? And before Jesus comes, there will be the mark of the beast crisis, mm. and that's going to reveal the character and the nature of each person's mm. house, i.e. life. Mm. And so, yeah, the crisis that's will the reveal. That's the storm in the story. That's, that's the, the storm, storm that comes to all. Yes. It comes to no both. No one can escape it. No one can escape it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's look at that briefly. Okay. Um, good springboard. For us, if we take a look at uh, Revelation, so let's go to the Apocalypse, my favorite book of the Bible, because this book was instrumental in my conversion at the age of 18. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people are afraid of this book, but they shouldn't be. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Right, from the the get-go. It's the fifth gospel. I like it's the that. fifth gospel. It's Beautiful. all about Jesus. The Lamb appears 29 times mm-hmm. in the book of Revelation. Basically, the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us Jesus, what he did on this earth. Mm-hmm. But what did he do after that? That's what Revelation is The apocalypse, about. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's have a look at Revelation 12, 9 to begin with. And we're just going to take a look at a few scriptures here um, regarding how the enemy is going to try and, um, and take as many as he can onto his side to worship him, which is his ultimate aim. Sure. So Revelation 12, 9, what does it say there? So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Okay, so how much of the world does Satan seek to deceive? The whole world. The whole world, the whole world. And many of them he's even got convinced that he doesn't even exist. Well, we just read that earlier. That's right. In our story from that group, they believe that Satan is just uh, uh, a figment of people's imagination. and um, A Disney character. Yeah, a Disney character. We don't need to worry and get too stressed out about that. Disney (laughs) devil. Exactly. Now... In Revelation 12, we've got the history of the Christian church from the days of Christ all the way to the end and how Satan seeks to attack, in particular, God's people, the remnant, in Revelation 12, 17. And in Revelation 13, we have these two powers, these two allies that the dragon or Satan calls up to join him. So it's a, so it's a trinity, mm. this false counterfeit trinity, mm-hmm. Satan and the sea beast which is the Roman papacy, which we've talked about, and the earth beast, which is the United States of America. So these three all come together. In chapter 13. Now let's take a look at what happens here in verse chapter 13. And if you want to read verses 13 and 14. All right. This is Revelation 13. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Wow, so there's a lot in here and we don't have time to cover it right now. This is speaking of the end times. You spoke about the mark of the beast crisis. This is the mark of the beast crisis that's being described here. And in fact, in verse 15 and 16, um, it goes on and it talks about the mark of the beast crisis. The The whole world is swimming in deception. Exactly, exactly. So you've got deception and coercion. They'll Mm -hmm. be going hand in hand, Satan's two favorite methods in order to swing people his way into following him and worshipping him rather than the creator God. Mm-hmm. And so here we've got a very clear 
indication that signs and miracles and wonders are going to be part of the end game mm. in order to deceive the whole world. This is this is as real as it gets. And this is not just, you know, one or two scriptures here in Revelation. There's a number. Let's go to our next one, Revelation 16, verse 13 and verse 14. If you could read those two, please. Yes, the Bible here says, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Okay, let's just pause there for a moment. So the dragon here is Satan, Mm -hmm. and the beast is here speaking of that first beast in Revelation 13, the sea beast. And the false prophet, this is another name for the land beast. Yeah, because it's a lamb-like beast. Lamb-like beast. That speaks like a dragon. Ah, that's why it's a false prophet. That's right. It looks Christian, but it sounds like Satan. It'd be false Christs and it'd be false prophets. Yeah. Okay. Powerful. Keep going. Verse 14. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So there you have it. Again, signs and wonders. Performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth. To deceive. Mm-hmm. To deceive and the bring whole together. world. And bring the whole world together. Mm. And one couple more scriptures let's go to revelation 18 where this uh, where revelation 18 is the is the fall of babylon god's final warning babylon we'll talk about that at another time but babylon is the opposite to the city of jerusalem and babylon represents confusion it represents rebellion against god it represents persecution against god's people it, it comes from babel it comes from the place where they said let us make a name for ourselves pride yep. and babylon go yep. hand in hand and so the city built on pride. It is. It is. And so Revelation 18, verses 2 and 3. In fact, let's just read Revelation 18, verse 2. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Wow. So there we have at the heart of Babylon, the glue that keeps Babylon together is what? Spiritualism. Demons, it's yeah. demonic worship, spiritualism. Demonic and forces. We're going to get to where we are today in just a moment. And it's interesting that in verse 3, it says, All the nations have drunk this wine mm. of Babylon. Now, one final scripture before I'm going to share with you something that's that's very, very current and um, and really bring it home, is Revelation 18, verse 23. Okay. So at the end of that chapter, dealing with Babylon. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. Okay. How many of the nations were deceived through sorcery? All. All the nations. Now, I looked up that word sorcery, and in the original Greek that the book of Revelation was written, it's the word pharmakia. Yes. Okay, we get the word pharmacy from that word in English. The word literally means, this is according to Strong's Concordance, medication, magic, sorcery, witchcraft, poisoning, Often found also in connection with idolatry and fostered by it. Mm. Whoa! Idolatry, sorcery, magic, it's poison, witchcraft. Are we seeing a bombardment of this phenomena today, yes or no? Yes. Absolutely we are. Let me just share with you, and this was the original lie from Satan, Mm -hmm. that you will not surely die to Eve, Mm. but you will be like who? 
gods. God. You'll be God. like God. No, yeah. not gods. You'll be like God. Mm. The word there in the Hebrew is literally pointing to God, the creator. You'll be like God, who alone is immortal. Mm-hmm. And so the immortality of the soul is founded on spiritualism. Mm-hmm. You know, that consciousness exists, you know, after death and that the dead can communicate with the living. And guess what? Every major world religion has has this belief of the immortality of the soul permeating through it. Mm. And it's not just all the world major religions. It's in popular society. Um, when King Charles III was um, inaugurated. inaugurated just the other day, his son, William, you may have seen it or you may have heard about it at the coronation concert, he had something to say about his father. Okay, he had a little speech. And uh, this is what he said. And I've got this from the BBC News. The Prince of Wales has paid tribute to his pa, King Charles, the day after the coronation, saying the late Queen Elizabeth II would be a proud mother. Addressing the crowds at Windsor Castle for the coronation concert, William said his grandmother was up there fondly keeping an eye on us. So yeah. so there you go. It's, it's I mean, you know, I remember when Pope John Paul II passed away. The front pages of like the Sun Herald, our newspaper here in Australia, and the Daily Telegraph were, you know, the Sun Herald. Christ is opening the door to the Pope. He's already seeing and touching the Lord. Huh. Um, another one, the Daily Telegraph. He changed the world. Death of the Pope. This is a, spiritualism. This is spiritualism. The idea that the dead yeah. don't die. A champion of human freedom called home to God. Mm. You know, and um, and there were many other similar. Um, uh, articles and there is that's what people believe. You go to a funeral today, and that's what they believe. You know, and the Bible does teach that there is life after death. That's but right. But it's not until Jesus comes. It's not until Jesus comes. And so that's a resurrection that's probably death. a subject we need to probably revisit more and more because that's that's going to be at the very heart of the end time deception. Hollywood. Um, guess what? Hollywood's been pumping out the last 20, 30 years. Same old, same old. Spiritualistic. You know, it started off with Bewitched and I Dream of Genie and Charmed and now, you know, Harry Potter and um, Avatar and Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, um, you name it, and Marvel Studios that have been pumping out, you know, movies in connection with spiritualism. Isn't there a Netflix series called Lucifer? There probably is. There (laughs) probably is. Um, I went online and I Googled the top 20 box office movies of all time. Okay, the top 20 of all time. And guess what? 17 to 18 at least, at least, maybe all 20 of them, had spiritualism as far as, you know, death is not the end Mm. as part of its theme, either in part or in whole. There was witchcraft, there was sorcery, you name it. The the top movie was Avatar Mm -hmm. that has reigned in almost $3 billion. Mm. 2009 movie. Avatar number two was was at number three, reigned in $2.3 billion. This is enormous. So these are, people are watching this and mainly young people. Amazing. Young people are dragged um, into this. And so you've got the Marvel films. They were produced since 2007, Charissa. Mm-hmm. And guess how many movies they've made since 2007, like Batman, Spider-Man, and all those kind of movies. Guess how many that that are like completely, there's witchcraft, spiritualism, occult, and so forth. Since 2007, how many do you think they've made, Marvel Studios? I don't know. 32 films since 2007. Wow. And they've grossed 
in almost $30 billion. Wow. I'm telling you, this is coming thick and fast. And guess what? I discovered to put the icing on the cake, mm-hmm. the word Hollywood, Hollywood, okay, it comes up, it's two. The word literally is all about this wood that is comes from the holly tree mm-hmm. that Harry Potter, by the way, his wand comes from the holly tree. Mm-hmm. It's Hollywood. And I went to Wikipedia, so I went to the horse's mouth, and I asked, what does the holly tree represent in witchcraft? And this is what I discovered. And I'll just read a little bit to you. Holly can also be utilized in any ritual relating to death and rebirth. And holly wood makes very good wands, which are used to evoke spirits, unwanted entities, and to command and banish spirits. Wow, it's Whoa. all there, isn't it? I'm telling you, it's coming thick and fast. We got to look up, folks. Well, we're going to listen to JJ Heller now bring us a piano version of the song Neighbor, after which Pasadeni is going to wrap up this epic Bible study with some final thoughts. Don't miss them. Sometimes it's easier to jump to conclusions Than walk across the street It's like I'd rather fill the blanks with illusions Than take the time to see You are trying to close the back door of your car You are balancing the groceries and a baby in your arms You are more than just a sign in your front yard You are my neighbor I can get so lost in the mission Defending what I think I've been surfing on a sea of opinions But just behind the screen You are grateful that the workday's finally done You are stuck in miles of traffic Looking at your phone You are trying to feel You are my neighbor When the chasm between us feels so wide That it's hard to imagine the other side But we don't have to see things eye to eye I believe 
more than we might ever know. There's a light that shines on both the rich and poor. Looks beyond where we came from and who we voted for. Till I can't see a stranger anymore. I see my neighbor. JJ Heller bringing us Neighbor, the piano version, and this has been the Looking Up program, but we are sadly coming to an end, and it's been such a wonderful Bible study. Pastor Danny, what would you like to leave with our listeners? Well, my dear friends, I think um, it is beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I don't need to convince you any further, that we are living on the very eve of the coming of Jesus. And um, we're excited about that. That's why we call it the Looking Up Show. And we continue to look up because our redemption is drawing near. And so I want to encourage you with just one scripture, one scripture. And that is what David writes in Psalm 119.105. He says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And Sharissa, if ever there was a time when we needed the word of God to be a lamp unto our feet in this dark world that's getting darker by the day, in order that our path to the new Jerusalem may be lit up by the one who is the light of the world, Jesus Christ, it is today. Absolutely. And so I want to encourage our listeners, take the time every day, not every second day, not once a week, but every day, spend time in the Word, spend time in prayer, spend time with Jesus, get to know Jesus more and more every day, build your house on the rock who is Jesus Christ, and when the storm comes, be it the end-time storm, be it the storm that you're in right now, be it the storm that will come into your life tomorrow, you will stand. You will not fold. You will stand through whatever storm because Jesus is with you. You have put your faith and trust in him. Your life is grounded and founded and built on the rock, and you have dug deep into that rock. So spend time with Jesus in his word, in prayer, and sharing the message that Jesus is coming soon. Absolutely. That is, you can't finish any better place than right there. Mm. And uh, actually, as you were saying that, I was thinking about the the other verse that's in, another verse that's in that chapter, where it says, Thy word I have hid in my heart Mm. that I might not sin against you. And I was thinking, I really need to be doing more to commit God's word to my Mm. memory. Amen. And uh, so thank you for inspiring us to get into God's word and to study and to, to know him because... In knowing him, we have eternal life. Mm, Amen. Well, Pastor Danny, would you like to close in prayer and then we can talk about where we go from here? Sure, I'd love to. Father in heaven, we want to thank you and praise you that you've given us your word. Father, your word indeed is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path that leads to the new Jerusalem, that narrow path that few sadly want to go down. But I pray in each and every listener listening to our voices uh, this afternoon has made a a choice to, to... follow you dear lord and to walk that narrow path that leads through and into the new jerusalem Mm. 
Father, we're asking and praying that in these final moments of human history that you'll keep us close to Jesus, keep us in his word. May we take this time of preparation seriously and may we also share this good news that you're coming back soon with those around us and prepare others, Father. May we may we take this opportunity while we still can freely to share the good news of the gospel, to prepare our family, our friends, our neighbors, our whoever, dear Lord, for your soon return. Amen. And we thank you and praise you for Jesus and his precious word. And in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we ho- hope you've all enjoyed our time together. I, I know I have really enjoyed today's study. And next week we are continuing. Amen. We're moving into looking at how the pendulum's going to swing. All right. So it's, it's going to swing re- next week. It's going to swing next week. So you won't want to miss next week. It's going right. to help put everything in perspective okay. in a very powerful way. Can't wait. And as we head to next week, you know, this world is a dark place, but the darker the night, the brighter the mm, light. Amen. And the darker things get, the more wonderful the blessed hope appears to mm. us. And that's why this program is looking up, looking to Jesus, our wonderful hope and our future. Uh, uh, we have a wonderful future with him. Mm, he amen. has promised. This amen. world is not our home, is amen. it? Amen. No, it's We're not. Just we know how the through. story ends. We've read the back of the book. That's right. And it's a happy ending. Amen. 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 Happily ever after. Amen. 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 So if it's not good right now, it's not the back of the book yet. It's not the end of the, <sighs> the story. The best is yet to come. All right. We got all our one-liners in. <laughs> As we close, remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up and God bless you. We'll have you back keep next week. looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up. Should the tears begin to start? With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me. Almost persuaded now to believe almost persuaded Christ to receive seems now some soul to say go spirit go your way some more convenient day on the I'll call almost persuaded come come today almost persuaded away Jesus invites you here angels are lingering near 
rise from hearts so dear. Oh, wonder come, almost persuaded. Harvest is past. Almost persuaded, doom comes at last. Almost cannot avail. Almost is but to fail. Sad, sad, that bitter wail. Almost. But lost, almost, but lost.